it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. And we are fired up and coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, who did not launch a new initiative to combat Islamophobia. Check it out. The White House. Faced with a world where Jewish people are 2% of the population, 60% of the hate crimes, on a day when the leader of Hamas vowed to wipe Israel, not just the people, but the entire state off the map, and college campuses flooded with hundreds of thousands of students calling for the eradication of Israel, the Biden administration goes out and says we've got to worry about Islamophobia. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? We will bust out the politics to English dictionary and tell you exactly what is going on. But long story short, it is a pandering effort designed to shore up some plummeting support amongst Arab voters. This is politics as usual. Very basically so. Uh, Kat Kamek, superstar congresswoman from the great state of Florida, will weigh in on it. Kat Timpf, also here as well. Look, shelter today. We've got a lot of cats. Uh, Kat Timp will stop by as well. She's going to discuss a comedy appearance that she happens to be making with myself this coming Monday right here in New York City. We'll get into that as well. And you will hear from Diamond Dave Landau, comedy's sexiest man. I, of course, would love to hear from you. Uh, So check in at 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the show, uh, a show that has no barrier for entry. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Uh, you can do whatever you want on the show. I say it every day. Everybody who's a regular listener, this is the part where you sing along at home. Like it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like let's do the time warp. You know this one. It's called Be a Republican, Be a Democrat. Seriously, dude. Just don't. Please. Don't be a that is That's all we need. Like when you look out at the world right now. Okay, it's on fire. It is a mess. Okay, but the reality is, okay, we don't need more Republicans. We don't need more Democrats. We just need less a-holes. That's true. That is true. Okay, sadly, <laughs> there is a surplus. Social media, it really is weird. Do you remember the 80s movie, The Gremlins? Okay, we weren't supposed to throw water on a gremlin or they would multiply and there'd be billions of them. That's what social media did to society with a-holes, with broken people, with jerks, okay, with morons. It amplifies stupid And it allows it to speed at such a rapid pace that we've now essentially created a smartphone, installed it with a social media app, and then thrown water all over these idiotic gremlins. That can't be good. But it's exactly what's happening. So let me tell you what's happening, okay? So we are all on the same page for today's radio voyage. I'm in a chippy mood. I got a lot going on. supposed to be on Hannity tonight live studio audience episode of the Hannity show, which is exciting because I get to do TV. And then at the end of the show, because he has a a live audience, Hannity lets me do my stand-up act for his live audience. What an idiot. No, it works out. I don't want to stop it. Cheap shot at the champ. His audience loves me. We have a great time. Uh, But that'll be going on later today. Right now on the radio as we have this discussion 
Understand that yesterday, the leader of Hamas went on TV. If you watch the clip all over our channel, if you saw it on social media, I'm sure you're familiar with it. Okay. And said the goal was to wipe all Jews and Israel off the face of the earth. He called to kill the occupiers. And the interviewer said to him, in Gaza? He said, no, not in Gaza, in Israel. Meaning this isn't about getting back Gaza. This is about getting back the whole freaking thing. Bingo. But you'll notice there's no discussion like if the Jews leave Israel on where they're supposed to go. Because the goal isn't to get them to leave Israel. Sadly, the goal is to get them to leave Earth. What the hell is the world coming to? It's a really scary time. I mean, if you're looking back here in America, you've got Jews getting barricaded into college libraries at the Cooper Union. You've got that whack job over at Cornell vowing to slit the throats of Jewish students. They're being told to stay away from the kosher cafeteria, stay in their dorms for their own safety, okay? You've got people all over the country ripping down the posters of kidnapped victims, marches everywhere. And the Biden administration goes out yesterday and goes, you know, what we got to worry about is Islamophobia. Biden sucks. OK, I'll tell you what this is, but it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard at a surface level. The reason it jumps out at all of us is like, man, this is very incongruent to the moment. It doesn't fit the conversation. You know about read the room? How about reading the world? Okay, the world. Okay, we tried to, at the UN, if you remember, pass a resolution condemning the Hamas attacks, and everybody at the UN was like, whatever. Hamas is like a trendy band right now. Okay, people hate the Jewish people. They do. And there was this stunning rise in anti-Semitism where college campuses are flat out now saying, hey, don't get mad at these kids. Come on. Identity politics. Israel's an occupier. Hamas is occupied. Light skin, dark skin. That's all you need to know. Am I right, you guys? One guy's light skin, one guy's dark. That's it, right? No, there's so much more to this. But the bottom line is there's no moral equivalence between what Israel's doing and what Hamas is doing. Israel, as you know, drops leaflets, goes in and tries to evacuate civilians before they strike Hamas's military targets because their goal is to kill civilians. Hamas's goal is to kill civilians. They're not attacking the military. They're attacking unarmed civilians. So you understand there's no moral equivalence between the people who behead the babies and burn families alive and the military group that is trying to seek out a terrorist group and destroy them. There is no moral equivalency. But because protests have become a hot topic in this country, when I say hot topic, I mean like the store hot topic. With all due respect to them, they're always selling merchandise, you know, that's like trendy stuff. Hey, check out this hot show. It's Rick and Morty. Or, you know, here's a jacket from some cool band. Or, I don't know, maybe some risky lingerie in the back of the store. Hubba, hubba. Okay, and that's not to say hot topic is endorsing obviously protest or Hamas or violence on any level. So let's make that abundantly clear. But what I'm saying is protests in this country have become the type of item you'd expect to find at Hot Topic, meaning people now do it because it's trendy. Okay, defund the police, the dumbest three words ever spoken on any society anywhere in the world. Okay, dumbest words ever spoken. 
Okay, they did become trendy because stupid people who didn't know any better thought that looked good on their brand. Oh, it's this is what everybody wants now. We're defunding the police. All right, defund the police. All right, and what happens if somebody I don't know comes out to one of these protests and pulls a knife on you? Well, we'll call the police. I mean, seriously, what's the answer? There is none other than call the police. I mean, seriously, that's the truth right now. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. Sadly, no one does. No one calls the crackhead. It's unbelievable. That call center just remains. It's like a ghost town. Nobody calls a social worker with a clipboard, somebody with a pierced nose and some blue hair. You never call them. When the game's on the line. Oh, when the game's are fourth and one, out of timeouts, got to get this first down. Guess who you're giving the ball to every single time? The cops. Bingo, man, bingo. Every single time. Every protester and every one of their relatives, every sibling, every child, every spouse, every coworker. if the game is on the line and their cops are in danger, their life is in danger, they are calling the cops. You are correct, sir. So knowing we still devoted an entire summer to defunding the cops, it is weapons-grade stupid. Okay, but it was something that Democrat politicians themselves were pushing across the finish line. They were the ones leading the charge. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. Oh, my goodness. This is the word coming from the streets. You're an idiot! Straight up. Weapons-grade stupid. But you understand it became trendy to say it. Oh, defund the police. All right, I'm going to get out there and chant defund the police. I'll post it on Instagram. I'll get some likes. I'll do it on the Facebook. Yeah, they'll like me. It'll be great. And that's how this stuff catches on. That's why Hamas has support. These low IQ, intellectually lazy people who get told, well, it's very simple. Hamas is oppressed. They've got the darker skin. Ergo, you get out there and support them. And the dumb people go, yeah, that looks good on Instagram. All right, let's go. That's how we got to where we are. But you understand with all these people in the streets supporting the terror group, okay, a terror group that doesn't support them. Do you understand Sharia law? Okay, if you're a woman who supports Hamas, you're supporting a group that isn't letting you uh, travel in public without a man's permission. You can't drive. You got to cover your face. Okay, if you get pregnant and you don't want to have the baby, they're not aborting the baby, sweetheart. They're aborting you. Bingo. That's how it works. Okay, if you're gay and you get married, okay, you might get married, but guess what? Hamas is throwing you a rooftop party afterwards, or I don't know, maybe something with a view like a bridge for you and your new spouse. Okay, they don't support you. They don't share our values, yet they've become fashionable because protests are hot topic stuff now. Yeah, I'm going to go protest. Understand, though. Okay, in the wake of all of this anti-Semitism, the White House yesterday declared, okay, an initiative to tamp down on Islamophobia. Why did this happen? Here is Kamala Harris. I have to play you a clip from Kamala Harris. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. Here it is, clip two. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. 
as a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence. That was absolutely dreadful. Now, to be clear, we're not telling you Islamophobia is a good thing. But to be clearer, we don't have an issue in this country right now with Islamophobia. He knows what he's talking about. Okay. When she says, for years, the Muslim community has seen a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. A disproportionate number. Okay, here's the leader of the FBI talking about disproportionate numbers, okay? And here it is. It is clip nine. I'm a little, excuse me. Sorry, clip eight. The reality is that the Jewish community is uniquely, uniquely targeted by pretty much every terrorist organization across the spectrum. And when you look at a a group that makes up 2.4% roughly of the American population, it should be jarring to everyone that that same population accounts for something like 60% of all religious-based hate crimes. Uh, And so they need our help. So understand, though, okay, that's Christopher Wray telling you the Jews are 2% of the population and 60% of the hate crimes. i got to be honest, sounds pretty disproportionate to me. I think he's got a point. We don't have those same numbers, okay, on the Islamic community. Thank God, because nobody should be the target of hate. But there's a reason they're not quoting the numbers, When it comes to Islamophobia, it's because the numbers do not support the initiative they just passed. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. So why did they do that? Because it seems so brazenly stupid and out of touch. Okay, and I will tell you this. I own a politics to English dictionary. It's very, very simple. Politicians speak. I leaf through a few pages. and I go, oh, yeah, that's why they're doing this. So two days ago, we saw the polling come out showing that Biden was down 17 points with Arab voters across the board, okay? Saw him down 11 points in his own party. Okay, Biden, who never makes a single solitary movement without checking the polls first. Okay, except the movements in his pants, the condition he's, you know. That was gross, but nothing's more disgusting than what they're doing in this White House. So he's down 17 points with Arab votes. And if you were following the news earlier in the week, what were White House staffers doing? They were screaming and yelling behind the scenes because they said he was being too sympathetic to Israel. They were threatening to quit. They wanted more of an alignment with Hamas. They didn't like that he got out there at the press conference and said, you can't trust Hamas's numbers. They didn't like that he got out there at a press conference, did the right thing and said, hey, Israel never bombed a hospital. That was Hamas who did it by accident. They didn't like that. So this is basically a handoff to them, okay, just the same as it's a handoff to Dearborn, Michigan, a a city he needs to have in order to win the state. He cannot, cannot, cannot win Michigan if he doesn't have the overwhelming Islamic support from the people in Dearborn, Michigan. And to be clear, shouldn't hate any of these people. None of them should feel like they're under attack or threat. But what this is is the latest in the long line of a Democratic Party's everybody's out to get you, so we'll save you mantra. That's how they try to get votes. You know, everybody wants to kill you but us. That's what this new initiative is here for. 
I know the whole country's marching to kill the Jews, but that's code for them wanting to kill you. That's what they're doing yesterday. Okay, in a world where literally hundreds of thousands of people flooding bridges in London, every college Ivy League campus in this country chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, get rid of the Jews altogether. Okay, that's going on. And the White House wants you to believe it's code for get the Muslims? Like, dude, get the f*** out of here. Okay, but that's all this is at the end of the day. It's an everybody's out to get you, we'll save you. So to offer up another racism deliverable, they need racism in order to get votes. In order to offer up another racism deliverable, they're siding with the racists who want to kill the Jews. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. It is Thursday in America, and it's a mess, man. We're going to talk about it. Cat Cam and Cat Timph, Dave Landau. Right now, it's you and me time. I got to tell you, man, this desperate move they made in the White House yesterday, and again, I need it to be clear, okay, we obviously aren't okay with Islamophobia. Okay, but imagine what's happening to the Jewish community right now and to understand that the White House is making Islamophobia its priority. It is a naked political move is what I'm trying to say to you, because they're losing key support by being too supportive of Israel. That's part of Biden's problem. He's lost 11 points with Democrats across the board in the last month because a lot of young voters don't know any better. They don't know the situation over in Gaza. Okay, and they do think, you know, in the language of identity politics, the reductive language of identity politics, that somehow it's possible for Israel to be the bad guy because they want to respond to a terror attack where they've had babies beheaded and families killed and children shot. Okay, it's a mess, man. It's a disgusting and horrific thing to be talking to you about every day on the radio. Like, I I genuinely feel for everybody, but of course, most importantly, the people that are in harm's way over there. But the way you get this sort of thing under control is by aligning yourself with what's right. And if we throw our universal energy behind telling the truth instead of trying to rally people to a political side with a manipulative presentation on who's under attack via hate crime in this country, you'd make progress a lot faster than you're making it. That's true. That is true. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of the action, I got to tell you a funny one going on right now. Uh, When it comes to this aid, this humanitarian aid we're trying to send to the Middle East, something you've heard us yelling and screaming about, and as it pertains to Gaza, is that Gaza is run 
by Hamas. That is correct. Meaning if you want to get humanitarian aid into Gaza, you have to hand it to the terror group and trust them to distribute it. This could be a problem. It's why people have been saying don't even bother sending it because it always winds up going to Hamas. This is no different than what's going on in Afghanistan right now. There is a report out today, very fascinating, but sadly not fascinating at the same time if you've been following this sort of thing. Okay. There is a report out today where the Taliban is receiving $80 million a month because of humanitarian aid we're sending into the region that's ultimately going into the hands of the Taliban first. Why? Because they're in trouble, in charge. That's why. They're in charge of it. Ergo, okay, when it gets sent, it has to go through them in order for the civilians to actually get their hands on it. Now, do the people running the terror group that get $80 million a month from America just hand it off to the people we want to send it to without charging us, I don't know, some kind of a pass-through fee? The answer would be no. No. So we're basically making terror groups richer by taking them at their word that they'll pass our money onto the people we want to support besides them. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. (laughs) This is crazy. So let me read you this. This is crazy. The United States, other international donors, pump around $80 million in aid to Taliban-controlled Afghanistan every two weeks. In the face of mounting evidence that the terror group steals this cash through fraudulent nonprofits and other means, according to a government watchdog, the United Nations sends actual cash shipments to Afghanistan every 10 to 14 days, money that is supposed to be shielded from the Taliban, according to the latest report from the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction. Biden administration has allocated more than $2.5 billion for humanitarian projects in Afghanistan since its 2020 evacuation from the country, and international donors provided billions more for the country. But the problem you run into here is the country is controlled by the Taliban. So you're giving the Taliban money and saying, hey, this isn't for you. Can you go ahead, terror group that's in charge, and pass it along to the civilians? And they're like, yeah, sure, with a straight face, and we hand them the money. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But that's what's also going on in Gaza, sadly. Okay, I understand we want to help the innocent people in Gaza if they do not support Hamas, if they share our views, if they are devoid of resources and medicine, you know, food, heat, things like that. But as the people of Gaza are facing a massive fuel shortage for heat, we're reading corresponding reports that Hamas itself is hoarding fuel so they have more for rocket attacks. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Of course it is. But we keep sending the money. So Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, okay, was speaking about this situation and talked about the potential for there to be what he called some spillage. You know, it could be some spillage. We send this money, uh, and it goes to the wrong places. Here it is, clip 20. Can I promise you in this committee that there'll be 100% uh, delivery to the uh, designated recipients? No. Um, There will inevitably be some spillage. We haven't seen it to date, but I think we have to anticipate that. But the overwhelming overwhelming majority of the assistance thus far is getting to people who need it and we need more 
So the first, this is what you need to know. The first sentence. Can I promise you that it'll be 100% delivery to the designated recipients? No. The last line of the sentence. But we need to send more. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. Here's a serious question, and obviously I have tremendous empathy for people who are in the line of fire, for people confronted with the realities of war. Okay? But every day in a country where we're $33 trillion in debt and we've already let 8 million people break the law and cross our border, they call them asylum seekers. Okay, fair. Asylum would be defined as they're fleeing a war-torn region, they're fleeing a genocide, they're fleeing a political persecution. No one coming across our southern border is in that circumstance. I think he's got a point. Okay, no one. They're using the asylum clause to break the law and get into our country illegally. Then they're not being deported, which is why we're having this big debate now. We're going to cover it in the next hour where all of these Democrat-run sanctuary cities are now asking the federal government for $5 billion. You know the people who said no human being is illegal, we should be building bridges and not walls? Well, now the people showed up, and it turns out the Democrats do consider them to be illegal if they've got to foot the bill. Democrats are so full of crap. But this is where pandering for political support is done so at the detriment of the whole country. It's not a Republican point of making. It's an American point. We're $33 trillion in debt. Eight million people have crossed the border under Biden. Okay, at a time when Americans are truly struggling to get by. Okay, core inflation is 14 points higher than wage growth. So Biden likes to tell you all the time, oh, we drove up wages. You are so full of sh. Okay, technically speaking, he's not because he drove up wages. The problem is he drove up costs even higher. So are you getting a raise under Joe Biden? No. If you're taking home less money than you initially were, that means your income didn't go up. It's stupid. But this is what's happening. So at a time when we're $33 trillion in debt, people are really struggling, and we are forced to be the world's police officer, Okay, we're also being forced to be the world's ATM. The problem is the people we want to support don't have the code to withdraw money. The only people who have the support are the terror groups we're trying to help them against. (laughs) So you understand at some point we're just financing both sides of a war. And every time we do so, it happens to the detriment of the Americans here who are suffering. Okay, people are getting smoked right now. But when you hear Biden roll out an initiative that oh, we got to look out for Islamophobia, it's just a pander. OK, here is Ari Fleischer talking about it on the Ingram angle last night. Clip 21. Everything Joe Biden is doing now when it comes to these style of issues is designed to protect him so he can get the votes of the Arab community in Michigan. It has nothing to do with right or wrong in the Gaza Strip. It has nothing to do with supporting Israel, the ally that we need to support. It has nothing to do with recognizing there is no aid for the people of Gaza because it gets stolen. It always has been stolen because Hamas is corrupt. They're thugs. They run Gaza the way the mafia runs runs any protection racket. But Joe Biden's got a Michigan problem, and that is motivating and driving so much of the rhetoric from him and the White House. He's spot on. Joe Biden has a really big problem in Michigan, that Democrats cannot win the White House without Michigan. Now, Dearborn, such a heavily populated area, Muslim community, a lot of wonderful people, okay, but they're down on this administration, tremendously down on this administration. So he's throwing them a bone of pretend racism. Hey, 
Nothing for nothing. You guys are under attack and we're protecting you. You know that, right? That's what the Democrats do. That's what racism is to them. They're not concerned about racism per se, or they'd be trashing everybody calling for the eradication of the Jewish race. They'd be threatening to withhold federal funding from colleges that get massive endowments and allow their students and faculty to chant for the elimination of Israel. Okay, if they were worried about racism stopping hate, they would have censured Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, or anybody else in the squad who's out there expressing open contempt for the Jewish people, misframing this as some type of colonialism, misframing the attack on a hospital as a war on civilians by Israel. They did that to establish a moral equivalency between Israel and the people who are on the side of eight. Has Israel ever, ever, for as long as there have been a Gaza, randomly launched an unprovoked attack on Gaza? The answer would be no. Have they ever paraglided into a rave and just killed 260 people who had no idea what was going? The answer would be no. No. Okay. Beheaded babies. The answer would be no. Burnt families alive in safe rooms. The answer would be no. Folks, okay, you understand if you really are against hatred, if you really are against racism, the people guilty of the atrocities I just mentioned are your sole focus. Tell it like it is. But he's got to worry about support in a place like Dearborn. And there are people, and I completely understand, okay, that there is a nuanced situation in the Middle East where there are people with families who clearly want the best for them, want them to be safe, have a visceral hatred for the Jewish people, and happen to vote Democrat. I understand that's a political liability for Joe Biden, but it shouldn't be a physical liability for the rest of us. And sadly, that's what it's becoming. And when you send money over there, do you understand you wind up making Hamas, the people who want to harm Israel, richer? Okay, whatever you send over there, they're trading it for cash. They're trading it for fuel. They're using that money to build more rockets. Okay, they're not worried about civilian casualties. Civilian casualties are a currency to Hamas because the more civilians who die in the struggle, the worse they can make Israel look. That's why Hamas is putting military installations under hospitals in densely populated areas. So when Israel attacks a military installation, they inevitably have a collateral damage, at which point the world gets to go, oh, look what Israel's doing. You believe these monsters? Never seen anything like it in my life. And that's what's going on. And that's where you get the marches from, and that's where you get all of this ridiculousness. And that's how we've somehow gone on college campuses from, you can't say anything, you'll get canceled, you'll get banned. Think about this. Riley Gaines is banned from college campuses because as a biological woman, she didn't want to share a locker room with biological men. She thought it was unfair. She thought the men had an advantage. She was accused of committing transgenocide. You're wiping these people off the face of the earth, Riley Gaines. You can't speak here. That's how heavily policed speech was at a college. Oh, you're a conservative? You can't speak. We don't want to hear about it. Come on, it's dangerous. Okay, and that's what they do. If you don't agree with our ideology, you're committing a genocide. Bill Maher talked about it earlier in the week, clip 22. I remember when when the woke had took over the word violence and things that weren't violent or but like words that's violent it's not violence yeah like words in a script that isn't violence it could possibly incite violence but you could say that about a lot of things now they've done it with this word genocide it has a very specific meaning and they just throw it around willy-nilly 
it, you know, homicide, to kill your fellow man, fratricide, to kill your brother, patricide, suicide. These all have very specific meanings on who we're killing. That's the side part of it. Genocide means you're trying to kill the entire race of people. Israel has never, if they wanted to, they could. They're not doing that. So this word genocide, it's got to stop. I admire your honesty. Okay, because they're misappropriating the word. Israel is not trying to wipe out the Arab population. Do you know how many Arabs live in Israel, in actual Israel? Two million people. Okay, you got about seven million Jews, you got about two million Arabs. They live in harmony, they're inside Israel. Away they go. Okay, every once in a while, the people from Gaza paraglide in and lob some rockets over the wall, penetrate the Iron Dome, and just start randomly killing civilians because they can't abide the existence of the Jewish people. Okay, that's the thing. If someone wanted to commit a genocide, it's the people calling for the elimination of all Jews. The Jews aren't out there going, no more Arabs when we're done. Because here's a newsflash for you. Every country they're surrounded by in the region is of Arabic descent in some capacity. That's why the Abraham Accords are so pivotal, because they normalized relations between predominantly Arab nations and Israel. They recognized them as a trading partner. They recognized them as someone who didn't quite share all of their values in the region, but was there for the long haul and was to be respected and whose existence was to be tolerated. People trying to run countries, people who want to stay in power, realize at some point they need to deliver a dependable and consistent prosperity for their followers in order for people to be on board with their leadership. So all of the nations in the Abraham Accord aren't exactly the biggest cheerleaders for Israel in the history of the world, if you happen to know your history. But the reality is they want peace and stability a lot more than they want Iran through proxies to be disrupting everyone's way of life in the region by launching random bombing attacks every time they get in a bad mood about Israel. You know, And that's the problem in the region right now. The only way to get this under control is to stop financing it on the side we supposedly oppose. But when you see the White House get out there and ignore the Jewish population and tell you today's the day to focus on Islamophobia, they're telling you that they're more concerned with the long-term cost to them than they are with the cost to our allies in the region or certainly us back here at home. And that's the reality. Okay, you got Blinken saying, yeah, we got to send more money, more money. It, it's no, I understand it's not going to go where we want it to go, but we got to send more anyway, just to show the world what good people we are. Here's a newsflash. The world doesn't care what good people we are. Okay, and the folks you're dealing with in this insta- installation hate us. They hate us with all the fiber in their being. They're not capable of diplomacy. They're not capable of reason. Okay, when we send them money, they don't say thank you. They say you and they laugh at us. Okay, and they continue to do so now at a time when the rest of us here in America are $33 trillion in debt, and that's about to go up even higher because the Biden administration wants to send them more money. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous. Or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The hookers are back. What the hell did you just say? 
The migrant crisis at our southern border. We will get into it in the next hour. Flooding the streets of America's cities and states with an excess of prostitution everywhere you look. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. We'll talk about it in the next hour. It is a mess. But the border crisis has created a situation where because we don't have merit-based immigration and we're just letting anyone come here under the guise that they're seeking asylum, it's made it harder for some of the people crossing the border to find work. So they are turning to the oldest profession in the world. I love it when you talk dirty. Well, I'm not going to talk dirty. Hold it together, you dirtbags. We're just trying to do a radio show over here. But uh, I had a buddy who was telling me straight up that the migrant situation has gotten so crazed that even in the strip clubs here in New York, they now have strippers that are using Google Translate because they don't speak English. You know, stripping in a country where you don't speak English. So you're going to a strip club to go on Google. I got, it's got to be something better to do with your money is all I'm trying to say. I don't have the answers. Uh, it's Friday. We may explore them in the third hour of the show when it gets loose and some of the weirdos call in. Uh, but right now we're going to try to have a grown-up talk about the border and uh, the implications it is having on the 2024 election as the rhetoric around the border is starting to harden, uh, especially out of people like Nikki Haley who are surging in the polls. And Ron DeSantis, who's actually scheduled to join us this week at one point, but apparently they're having a sale on Lyft boots. So he had to go down to Tom McCann or Shunoff or wherever he hangs out these days, old Perillo shoes on Post Avenue, and get himself a pair of Lyft boots so he doesn't look tiny at the next debate. We'll get into all of it and more in the next hour on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is, and here we go. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America. We're herding cats. Cat Kamek from the great state of Florida, fan favorite on the program. We're also scheduled to chat with Cat Timph, co-host of The Gutfeld Show. We are going on a comedy tour together for one night only. It is this coming Monday right here in New York City as part of the New York Comedy Festival. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the actual radio program, you know my job, that thing I do for a living. Uh, it is also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the show and you just want to call in and just trash us. You know, you are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. That would be great. I, can you imagine the things I've heard in traffic as a New York City cab driver? I've heard curses you haven't heard of. I've been called names you've never encountered in print or on audio format. Okay, I can take anything you got on the other end of that phone, Snookum. So buckle up and dial in, 888-788-9910. If you want to do this in person, you want to heckle in person, we're back on the road next week. I was home uh, for the month of September and October because I had to film a stand-up special here in New York. But more importantly, I mean far more importantly, I got to watch every one of Lincoln Fela's JV football games. I did not go on the road one single solitary day during his football season. Uh, It was probably the greatest thing I've ever done with my life. I just had so much fun. Uh, But now, you know, I've got some adulting to do, and I've got to get back out onto the road. So next Saturday, if you are a WIBX listener in Utica, you will see me at the Stanley Theater in Utica. Kennedy's going to be there. Fantastic. Big Q&A. Big meet and greet. We'll eat a chicken riggy. Anything you're into. It's going to be fantastic. It is next Saturday night, November the 11th at the Stanley Theater. 
Okay, from there, I'll be at the Patriot Awards November the 16th, opening the show before we hand it off to Pete Hegseth for the live broadcast. You'll see me at the Grand Old Opry Thursday night, November the 16th. Uh, Friday the 17th, Saturday the 18th at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. Hey, girl. And then we go back out to Carson City December the 2nd at the Nugget. And then we will, of course, be at Texas Music City in Tyler, December the 9th, if you're a KTVB listener, celebrating a World Series championship. First one in the history of the franchise. Congrats to the Rangers. And we will, of course, let that celebration spill into Saturday night, December the 16th. One six. Uh, we will be down at the Palm Beach Kennel Club in Palm Beach, Florida, with Sully and the gang. It is a banger, and then we round it out December the twenty third. Not a stand up gig, uh, but Lincoln and I will be appearing in Pittsburgh. We'll be at the Steelers game uh, that Saturday night, December the twenty third. So if you're in the Berg, if you're listening on JAS, if you're listening on Beaver County Radio, come hang out with me and the Link Man at a Steelers game. It's going to be all kinds of rowdy. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I don't know. It's gotten me this far. You know, they say you don't switch horses in the middle of the race. I cannot get off fat, drunk, and stupid if this is a horse race. Uh, Man, oh boy, oh man. Okay, as we get underway right now, there's a big hullabaloo going on in liberal cities about the border. Okay, we heard the numbers yesterday. Mallorca said that we've had 600,000 known gotaways in the past year. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Because most people actually consider the number to be closer to 770,000. But either way you slice it, we've had a grand total of about 8 million people come here seeking asylum, which traditionally would mean they are fleeing some type of war-torn area, uh, which is not happening. They are not fleeing a political persecution. They are not fleeing any type of you know, massive casualty-level weather event, thank God. They're just coming here. Why? Because they're getting in. You're absolutely right. That's why they're coming. It's not because we need comprehensive immigration reform. Okay, that would be nice. But they're coming because the message we've sent is if you get caught at our southern border, we'll let you in. So at a time when 9 million people are waiting in line to be legally processed into this country... We just let another 8 million cross the line and get ahead of them. That's not right. Okay, and now a lot of these blue cities are starting to complain because it's getting expensive letting all these people in. It turns out saying, we'll break, we'll take everybody. We're a sanctuary city. Okay, the Democrats are saying that under Trump. You want to know why? Are you ready for it? It's because people weren't getting in. Okay, you could say you were a sanctuary city because you didn't have to become one. Now, with the border policy changed, the sanctuary cities are getting handed a lot of migrants. And what are they saying? Are they saying, we're a sanctuary city? The answer would be no. No, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, get them out of here. Get them out. So five Democratic mayors of major U.S. cities were supposed to meet in Washington today and have meetings, one of whom was our mayor nightclub, Eric Adams. Now, if you own a nightclub in New York City, you know Mayor Adams because he's trying to be a celebrity mayor that spends every night of his term in the nightclubs of Manhattan. He's there every night, popping bottles with models. And apparently he has just abruptly canceled his D.C. meetings to get back to New York because his top fundraiser is apparently the subject of a criminal probe. That can't be good. Here is the headline. The Fed's raiding the home of Brianna Suggs in Brooklyn early Thursday. She has served as a close consultant to Adams, one of his key fundraisers. 
So Adam's just about faced because if your biggest fundraiser is going to jail, you got to do something. (laughs) So here he goes. But the other four mayors are still down there saying, what the hell is going on? We've got so many people coming into the country. We can't afford this. Biden proposed $1.4 billion in aid to these cities that are being burdened with a massive influx of migrants. Now, did Biden propose any of that aid to the Texas border cities that have been completely overrun in the past three years? The answer would be no. No, no. He's proposing the aid to liberal cities where the migrants are being relocated. You know, the ones who said they wanted the migrants but now don't want them? Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. But Biden offered up $1.4 billion to help with the problem to which the mayor said, You gotta do better than that. And they're asking for a full... Five billion dollars. I don't know that they're going to get it. But this is the end result of having a guy in the White House who's gutless. Joe Biden is gutless. He's been completely rolled over. He is a man with no convictions. Okay, Joe Biden, understand, knows you need to secure the border. Why do I know this? Because he voted for border security under George W. Bush, and he voted for it again when he supported it as Barack Obama's vice president. He served eight years as VP to Obama. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And they allocated more funding for border fencing because they understood you can't just let anybody who wants to walk across your southern border. You don't know what they're here to do. You don't know what their aims are. You don't know whether or not they share our values. You don't know if they're on the terror watch list. In this case, we know a few hundred of them are on the terror watch list because we've apprehended people at the border on the terror watch list. So you might say to yourself, then what's the big idea? If we're getting the people on the terror watch list, we don't have a problem. No, all we know is we've apprehended a few hundred people on the terror watch list. Sadly, 600,000 people, that's the low number, crossed the border in the past year And we have no idea who they are or where they went. Okay, so we cannot confidently say we've got everybody on the terror watch list. But if this doesn't make you your brain just completely explode. We can't even confidently say we're keeping track of people who might be up to no good in this country because Christopher Ray, when he testified, we played you some of these clips yesterday, flat out admitted, flat out admitted The fact that they're not even monitoring the aspect of whether or not these terror cells are functioning in this country or attempting to function on behalf of a foreign entity. Okay, here's that testimony. It's clip 24. What has now increased is the greater possibility of one of these foreign terrorist organizations uh, directing an attack uh, in the United States. We haven't seen evidence that it's actually happening yet, but what we have seen is, and I listed them off in my opening remarks, one terrorist organization after another calling for attacks. Uh, and We should we, wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Yeah. Uh, we are in a dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, with the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. So, Director Ray, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not... We're not tracking that, but uh, again, I come point back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real, um, and it's something that we have concerns about. I mean, man, oh boy, oh man. 
Okay, I might normally play like a cute sound drop here to punctuate something I thought was stupid. You know, you might hear him say that and go, You must have got manure for your brains. Okay, but I'm reluctant to do so because in this instance, it's ahead of the FBI. He's asked, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terrorist cells affiliated with foreign groups operating in the United States? He said, well, we're not. Well, we're not tracking that. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Ever. Okay, that's the FBI. We're not tracking individual foreign terrorists or terrorist cells affiliated with foreign groups. You know, like the ones that attacked us on 9-11. Now, we're not even tracking that. Come on. That's, that was 9-11. It's 20 years ago. They wouldn't want to do that again, right? Are you stupid or something? This is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive. Like the people in charge, okay, for whatever myriad of reasons they've chosen, are derelict in their duty to protect us. Or maybe they think they are doing their job, but I've got to be honest, the job ain't getting done when 8 million people are crossing the border. And the sad reality is Joe Biden's not in charge. He's the figurehead. He's the face of the administration. But this entire presidency is an iTunes user agreement. You know when you want a new app on your iPhone, they scroll to the bottom and click I agree, and now you can download the app? That's the Biden presidency. Whenever he wants a, a pudding cup, they're like, well, here's a new policy at the border. Scroll to the bottom and click I agree, you get your pudding cup. Wait a minute, I don't have time. To just scroll to the bottom. You don't have to read it. Just do what we tell you to do. And that's what they've done. And Joe Biden, a man of no principle, okay, believe me, has abandoned every and all principle he has. Okay, everything he tells you, he is willing to abandon in a second. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it be mandatory. But Perhaps. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I don't think the vaccine should be mandatory. I would never make it mandatory. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, surely he's stronger when it comes to things like, I don't know, gay marriage. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Now, did he stand by that principle when the political winds changed? <laughs> no, ma'am. Remember when the guy told you he was going to unite the country? He's going to unite the country. So a month into his presidency, people called for voter ID laws so we could make sure that we knew who was voting. Now, the guy who set out to unite the country responded to that by saying these people were worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. So you understand, this is a guy completely devoid of any and all principle. So he doesn't have the courage to step in in a moment like this and do what's right which is outright condemn the Hamas caucus, secure the southern border. The reason mayors are in D.C. right now fighting for more border aid is not because we need more border aid, but because we need to throw more of our resources behind shutting the border. If you shut the border, nothing else is discussion. Nothing else is in play because you're not getting the people into the country at the numbers they're currently coming in. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. John is in Fort Lauderdale. He's noticed the problem. Yo, John. Hey, Jimmy. This is my first time successful caller. Get out of so. here. C congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope you're using an alias. You don't want people to know you're on this show. I'm oh, kidding. I'm I, kidding. I gave my real name. I gave my real <laughs> I'm name. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
I just uh, I got a suggestion for you. You can you know help the nation substantially if you start a a GoFundMe page for Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> so that he can grow a set of balls. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. We, well, we, we need uh, he's our troops are getting fired upon mm-hmm. all, all over uh, the Mideast and he's not attacking back. Uh, he never supported uh, the Ukraine enough or that war could have been over in six months. He's telling uh, Israel to do a ceasefire. Uh, we're, we're, we're just He's ruining our, our national image. Plus, he's not uh, doing anything uh, about all the anti-Semitism that's here. Yep. You know, he should be going after some of the universities and, and find out why the kids are, are coming out like this. Yep. No, you're right. Uh, the only correction I'll issue is we do know he has balls. They're just at his age, a little long and droopy. Uh, not to take it further into the gutter. But you're right, man. This is the thing. I said this yesterday. When you were in school, if you had a substitute teacher, within a minute of them addressing the class, you knew what you were going to be able to get away with. Like you knew if the teacher had no control of the class, it was going to be a really rowdy 45 minutes. And that's what this administration is, okay? The bad kids have sized up this new substitute teacher. They know he's not going to be around long. And they're all acting up. That's reality. So. Right. I don't know. We we need to send down at the very least. I don't know that your GoFundMe is going to work, but I would take a new replacement sub if you could raise some money for that. How's that sound? Well, if they did a transplant off a younger person, you know, then they wouldn't be. <laughs> this, is so. getting, this is getting complicated. But your first call was a, a very memorable one for a lot of reasons. Thank you, John. Let's let's do it again, <laughs> man. I appreciate you being a part of the show. You too, brother. Okay. Thank there you. He, there Bye. he goes, John. John says Joe Biden needs to grow a pair. That's what he says. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing. Uh, it's sad because it's true. Come on, man. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America would not be a true American talk show if we didn't take a minute and salute the late, great Bobby Knight, legendary Indiana basketball coach, uh, passing away early this morning. Uh, If you were a fan of college basketball, he was synonymous with the sport. If you were a fan of Olympic basketball, you've probably heard his stories about coaching Michael Jordan that are legendary and all kinds of funny. Uh, I always knew the highlight side of Bobby Knight, you know, arguing with a ref, throwing a chair across the floor. Uh, But the one thing about Bobby Knight that I think we all grew up with and respected and admired is this dude really wanted to win. And I think that's the one thing that eludes us as a country more than anything now. We don't have winners running this thing. We have a lot of people telling you, don't even try. You know, the deck is stacked. We're systemically racist. Just vote for us and the government will pick you up. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. That guy won two terms while Bobby Knight was the coach at Indiana. Because back then we had this fierce, rugged individualism, this sense of determination and self-reliance that meant we were going to be responsible for our prosperity. We were not going to sit around hoping the government would level the playing field. Because here's the truth. The government doesn't lift anybody up. It just drags everybody else down. 
when the government interferes in school districts that are failing, like, well, you know, we don't have enough children uh, of minority descent making the honors program, so what we'll do is we'll get rid of the honors program. Hello? That doesn't make kids smarter. That makes kids dumber. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. We're not teaching them to win now. We're handing out participation trophies. So for all the great things you could say about Bobby Knight's coaching career, and for all the things you might have taken issue with about his behavior, guy had a temper from time to time, he also had a determination to win at all costs that is sorely lacking in this country. So maybe we could grow a pair, like our last caller said. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Cat Tim for Around the Corner, Cat Kamek, Diamond Dave Landau. There's a lot going on. Uh, the good news is the president is very much alive. Here is Kamala Harris. Uh, if you missed this from earlier in the week on 60 Minutes, it made me laugh. It's clip 37. We were talking to some Democratic donors, mm-hmm. and they have told us that should something befall President Biden, and he is not able to run... Mm-hmm that there would be a free-for-all for who would run as president. You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up, but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that? Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. <laughs> He's very much alive. That is a fact check false. He's alive and we're happy. But I mean, if that's the selling point, can you imagine a, you're buying a car? Hey, is this thing run? Hey, it's very much for sale. What about the brakes? It's for sale. I mean, it's really not a ringing endorsement. Joining me now, someone we can always endorse. Not necessarily her behavior or her dance moves, but we like her as a radio guest quite a bit. Superstar from the. Florida, the great state of Florida, state I am headed to do not one but two comedy shows. She's, of course, in the third congressional district. Congresswoman Kat Kamek in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, but Jimmy, what? I have got the rhythm and the rhyme. And it is bobsled time when I hit the dance floor. Yeah. You want to laugh? I knew. I'm like a snake charmer. I knew that if I just made an allusion to the quality of your dancing, we were going to get some type of you were going to come back at me. And I knew it'd be a fun way to start the interview. I just, I just played the flute, and you came out of the jar on kid. Well done. <laughs> you know me too well. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts Kamek in the off the dance floor. No, ma'am. Um, there's a lot going on, Cat Kamek. Uh, everything good by you? I hope. Of course, always. So you can't you can't keep a good woman down. Stop. <laughs> There's a joke to be made, but I will I will I adult know, here. I know. I know. I was gonna see if you were gonna take the bait on that no, one. You see, you you pulled the flute back out. You tried to get me. <laughs> shame on you, Kamek. Come on, man. Uh, by the way, like, shame on you. Keep going. Do do yeah, right, exactly. Do some character vetting for me. I know my next two stand-up shows aren't near your district, but they're near Stubies, and I know we get on with Stubie well, and he's a fan favorite on the show. But how is Stubie? If Stubie comes to my stand-up show, is this a good thing for me, or is this a long night for the bouncers? <laughs> as long as you have a a rack in the comedy club and he can do um a workout routine in there <laughs> that's, all, 
as long as I, if I get a pull-up bar, if I get a pull-up bar in the green room, I can distract Stubby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's more of a pull-up guy. Definitely, you can catch him doing bench presses. Like that's what he lives for. <laughs> for those of you not familiar with Representative Stubby, picture the dad in every stepdad porn you've ever watched. But moving on, cat. Moving on. Hold on. We've got some dull thing to do. That's a that's a Byron Donald's throwback. I told him that once, and he just died. He's like, "Come and get Stuby on the phone." Um, oh my gosh! Or I could just grab Byron, and you know, we could definitely cause all kinds of problems well, for your radio show. Well, like as we've you've been before. as you've been wont to do. Uh, he's one to know on the show this week. He had a great appearance. But let's talk about this because one of the things we got into is a lot of people don't know this, but we do have a new House Speaker, and um, the. Speaker Johnson uh, is trying to get standalone funding for Israel. Um, I welcome this approach just to start there. I do think everyone listening loves the idea of like funding what we say we're funding, because one of the things we harped on is the Inflation Reduction Act had nothing to do with reducing inflation. We kind of got a scam here. Um, Does a standalone bill for Israel actually allocate money towards Israel? It does, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, we pay for it. It's it's completely offset using the IRS money that Biden wanted to use to hire 87,000 IRS agents to go after the working class in this country. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a beautiful piece of legislation that will go to exactly what we need it to go to while offsetting. uh, So it's not new taxpayer money. And we're keeping more of the IRS agents off your back. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Imagine that. Uh, Because this is the thing everyone lost in in the back and forth when they decided to increase funding to the IRS. They sold that to us as, well, you know, we're just going to be doing that so we can go after the rich to make them pay their fair share. But as you know, Kat Kamek, okay, the rich don't wind up getting audited. The little guy does. Exactly. Because the rich, they they have the resources to actually fight back against the government, whereas your working class, middle class families don't. And so it's it's like an easy target. It's like the the kid on the the playground Mm -hmm. that always gets targeted and gets their lunch money taken because they don't have a way to fight back. And so I think in this case, you know, we we're doing what we said we were going to do in getting Mm -hmm. rid of those additional IRS agents, but also standing with our friends and ally in Israel. And part of the money that when you look at the 14.3 billion, I mean, it's, it's a hodgepodge, but we know exactly what it's going towards. So, you know, $200 million goes towards the U.S. Embassy in Israel and the U.S. civilian evacuation. So mm-hmm. getting our folks out, you've got uh, $3.5 billion that goes for air-to-ground components and replenishment and a lot of the, the Iron Dome and David Sling capability mm-hmm. that we have out there. I mean, we know exactly where this is going, unlike in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And that was something that we talked about, why it's so important that we have these stand on their own so people know exactly where that money is going. Imagine that. Quick chat we're having with Florida Representative Kat Kamek. Uh, good old-fashioned targeted funding. Because, I mean, on a very basic level, that's the one thing that drives so many people crazy. It's like, here's a 71,000-page bill we're voting on in a half hour. Go. There's no way anyone else would run their life that way, Kat Kamek. No, no. I mean, and it's, one, you're, you're making the assumption that members of Congress can read. <laughs> Two... <laughs> Two, the the way that we started out this Congress, the 118th was, and this was something that actually last year, Jimmy, I sat in before the the Rules Committee and testified that we need single issue bills and mm-hmm. we need 72 hours to read them. Yep. And there should be no exception to this. 
because it's within the fine print. And for me, this is actually pretty personal. You know, 10 years ago at this point, I guess 11 years ago, my family, we lost our home to an Obama-era housing program. We were homeless Mm -hmm. for months because in the fine print on an 1,800-page bill, there was all sorts of nasty provisions that allowed the government and entities to take people's properties without notice. Wow. And so my family, along with millions across the country, found themselves homeless because people in Washington, one, didn't bother to read the bill, and two, it was tucked in as a poison pill in a massive multi-issue package that was passed in the dead of night. What a racket. So for me, it's pretty personal that we have single-issue bills, that we have the time to read them, and in something as serious as this, you know, funding Israel and, the, and, and really taking a, a stand mm-hmm. in this war that is raging, not just of, you know, Hamas and, and Hezbollah, but, you know, this this notion that we have people in America now saying terrorism is okay mm-hmm. and justified. Yeah. It's disgusting. Not cool, Kat. This is important. No, I'm 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 a thousand percent behind you. Like I used to make fun of myself for going to community college, but community college didn't put me a half a million in debt and teach me to hate America and Jewish people. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I learned to True. hate in community college was hangovers. You know, but that's another story <laughs> for another time. Oh, can well, that is a that is a story. Yeah, no, we're gonna get there. Another time, though. We're gonna get there. We're we have a weird commercial break today. We're in a floating break, but you have classed up the program as always. And take a bow. And if you run into Byron, tell him I said you were the best interview of the week. I I will I will. You know it's that it's my sparkling personality. <laughs> and if you run into another into Stuby, tell him to do another set of push ups for me. Okay. I'll tell him he's behind for the day. Another <laughs> oh, I miss you already, Cat Kamek. Have a good one. There she goes, the legendary Cat Kamek. There we go back after this. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. <gasps> oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and we are on a holiday, in the words of Weezer, because joining us now in studio, if ever there was something called a win for the American people, Cat Tiff is here, the crowd goes wild, the nuts, 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 and rightfully so, why? Let's talk about it. We got, yeah. Cat Tiff and I are going on a comedy tour together, yeah. a comedy tour together. Right? Yeah. People excited. Yeah, you can call it that. Oh, you can call it that. It it's, has, it's, it's one, one night. Only. <laughs> it's one night only. <laughs> and yeah. there it goes. One night only. One night only. This coming Monday, we will be in New York City with Dr. Drew for a live episode of Ask Dr. Drew. Um, required viewing if you're in the New York area. Yes. But I think bigger than that for me personally, I don't know where it ranks for you, but I would almost think it has to be, is the 8th of yes. November as part of the New York Comedy Festival. You are appearing where? The Hard Rock, the venue at the Hard Rock. Damn. Right here in New York City, 8 p.m. It's the it's the show. It's my yeah. You Can't Joke About That show. Uh-huh. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. 
and everybody should get tickets now. No, no, that matters, okay? We're supposed to be plugging our live Ask Dr. Drew, but the truth is, if you haven't seen Cats, you can't joke about that tour, and you haven't been to the Hard Rock, because the Hard Rock's pretty it's swanky. super nice, yeah. Isn't it crazy? Because we started out performing in, like, opium dens. Right. There's a part of Restaurants this Restaurants out in Baltimore. Where... <laughs> well, they didn't know there was going to be comedy yeah, that night. Yeah, surprise comedy assault. Comedy ambush shows. Yeah, When you yeah. show up, some guy was just eating spaghetti, and all yeah. of a sudden, he's getting crowd work. By yeah. a comedian. Yeah. And you've ruined someone's dinner. That's where comedy starts. That's, yeah, that's where we start. That's where, I mean, that's where radio started too. Like all the things we're doing now, we're on TV, we're on the radio. I remember filling in on radio stations where it's like you go to commercial and they're pushing a nutritional supplement. And I'm yes. like, yeah, that sounds good. I might take, no, 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 you can't take that. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Wait, what? What's going on here? I know. It's... We've, we've moved up. Yeah, we certainly have. We have moved up. So Kat Timp is in studio. It is November the 8th at the Hard Rock, girlfriend. And that is Kat, loud and proud. There's going to be some serious Fox heat in the audience. Of course. Some next-level heckling going on. There's going to be some serious Fox heat in the audience. This is a thing, okay? Everybody thinks it's a great idea to do a stand-up gig, okay, right by the TV station they work at. Right. Till they're doing a stand-up gig by the TV station. I know. <laughs> like, definitely, you know, on camera, mm-hmm. Fox people will be there. Like, Greg's going to come, right? Yeah. But also, like, the boss, some bosses are going to be yeah, there. Yeah, they're going to be there. They're going to be hanging out. <laughs> and I, the show is not... Um, TV friendly. Yeah, you couldn't put it. It's it, it's more yeah HBO maybe. Um, <laughs> it's not cable news friendly. If you read the book, if you know, if you've ever heard of me, then mm-hmm. you you know you can ex- know yeah. what to expect. Well, it's family friendly, but it's the Manson family. It depends which family. Yeah, it depends man- what your family is into. <laughs> if you like dark humor, mm-hmm. if you like uh, to laugh about the saddest things in life. Then mm-hmm. and maybe you know see how short Greg is IRL. From, <laughs> yeah. You won't see him. You yeah, won't yeah. find him, but he'll, he'll be, be there. He's probably in a costume. Now, yeah. I have it on pretty good authority from mutual friends uh, that when we taped Gutfeld in Nashville, do you remember that one oh, way yeah. back when? Uh, people who were traveling with our brigade that went to high school with him did tell me he was a mascot in San Mateo yeah. at one point. Of course he so was. So if we see a guy in like a mouse costume, yes. assume that's Gutfeld? Yeah. <laughs> How big- funny. It's a big week next week. And the Monday show. The Monday show's a big it's gonna deal. It's going to be bananas. We're well, downplaying it. It's going to be bananas. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea. There's going to be a lot of special. We're not even telling you this is a good idea. Okay. There's going to be a lot of special guests. Let's talk about it. Uh, by my latest text count, there's going to be 71 special guests. Yeah. <laughs> this started out as an episode of Ask Dr. Drew featuring Kat Timp. Yes. Kat went on vacation. I was somehow added to the bill. Yes. In okaying the date and making sure I could get approved to be there, 37 other people have now been added to yeah, the I bill. Yeah, I believe uh, Kennedy. Kennedy's on the bill now. Julie Banderas yes. on the I mean, these are fun people. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this show has turned into, there was this Coolio video in the 90s where he opens his trunk. Yeah. And every human being he knows gets out of the trunk. This show has turned into the Coolio's trunk of comedy events. It's going to turn into Drew giving live advice probably to Julie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and her sharing a lot of things she maybe shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Banderas, no filter. Like, no, no, no defense being played. No. Uh, pound- People are like, what is she like? And I'm yeah. like, do you think that... She's faking that. You, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's you know a I mean? character. Yeah, that's a character. That's like that. <laughs> you, you've seen it, America. You've seen it. She's a, she's the. You know her better than anybody. Yeah, exactly. That is who Julie Benderis is, and yes. that is this coming Monday, November the sixth. Let me get the venue information right. 
because I've done a, it's I've the done stand right. Uh, I'll double check that. Is it at the stand? It's at the stand. No, it's not. Is I believe, that true? I believe so. It is at the Chelsea Music Hall. Oh, tell see, you, you know, I don't know say, what's going on. It's, it's, it is at the Chelsea Music Hall Monday, November the sixth. It's an eight thirty show. The doors open at seven thirty. Chelsea Music Hall on West Fifth. And there's Street. a promo code Drew. Fifteen dollar tickets yeah. if you use promo code Drew. How about that? Yeah. So that's me, Cat Kennedy, Julie Banderas, everybody who works at Fox, yeah. the and guy then, who does the window, everybody. And then Wednesday is you can't. A lot of people have been asking, and not in the way Trump said. A lot many people have truly. <laughs> when can we come see your show in New York, Cat? Uh-huh. Uh, Wednesday is when you can come see my show in New York, and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. And it's been really amazing because with everything now where you feel like if you just look on the internet, people don't want to, you know, you can't say anything anymore. You could, yep. This show, mm-hmm. the stuff that I joke about in this show, mm-hmm. and then people laugh yep. and they look around at each other and they're like, oh, you're laughing at that too? <laughs> you're laughing at that too? And it honestly, I think I, what I've noticed is that people leave, I think, with a greater sense of connection with one another mm-hmm. because, you know, you're in an audience where maybe you're with your friends or with your significant other, but there's a lot of strangers around you. Yep. You're like, oh, I'm not all alone yeah, yeah, in thank being you. this way. Thank you. And for a lot of us, humor Humor is what holds us together. Like when the world's on fire, some of us roast marshmallows so we don't get dragged down, bogged down by all that negativity. And and that's who your show is for. Your show is for the people, you know, who would rather laugh at their torments than be bothered by them. You get a permission slip to escape. It's escapism. Absolutely right. It's escapism. And you get to watch Cat. In all of her superpowers are on display. This is maximum strength, Cat Timph. Let me ask you this. Um, not that you are known as a big drinker at all, no friend to substance, but when you perform, um, I don't drink a lot when I do stand-up because I trust my regular brain better than my drinking brain. Yeah. But do you do do you drink at all when you perform or no? No. Just, I don't drink at all. Yeah. I, I have before had maybe a beer. Yeah, yeah. But I don't drink at all before. It's almost just there. Like if you yeah. walk on stage with a drink, it's just because you wanted a drink on the stool. Yeah, like a light beer, like yeah, a yeah, beerish yeah. water. Uh-huh. How about I, like bath salts? No, no yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't understand how people do it. What I really don't understand, which obviously we've been doing comedy forever, or you know, we've seen people who smoke weed yeah. and do a set. Thank you. I don't know how because I, your compass is so off from yeah, everyone else's. Never once. And then I people will say, like, after they're like, how did I do? I'm like, you, like, you, you were there. <laughs> God, you know, like, don't make me tell you that you, it wasn't good. You, so you stood there well. You're, like, asking, you're asking me because you know, you know, you know somewhere good. deep down in your stony baloney little head <laughs> that it was not good. Like, did you hear anybody laugh? Dude, when you get off stage and they're complimenting your footwork, yeah, I'll like, tell you something about the way you. I like the pacing. You look great out there. <laughs> yeah, I've had the, the shows I've been doing have been have been the audiences have been really great. Damn it's been right. really great. So I want everybody, you know, to come out. All of you, you know, people who are sick and demented in the good way. Yep. Loud laughers. Thank you. You're encouraged to drink. Everyone's encouraged to drink who is not performing. Thank you. You know. No, no, it's going to be a rowdy one. So you got November the 8th at the Hard Rock. It mm-hmm. is Cat Timph. You can't joke about that. And you can warm up November the 6th at Chelsea Music Hall. It's over. You survived. Yeah, let's go, baby. Great stuff, Cat Timph. will always have this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go. Big hour coming up of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Also going to be joined by comedy's sexiest man, 
Diamond Dave Landau. Big hour on the show. We're going to talk about colleges. We're going to talk about anti-Semitism. We're going to talk about Columbia University sticking up for the kids expressing anti-Semitic views. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Which I think, above all else, is going to elevate the conversation to a lecture on why you kids who went to community college or no college at all are now the smartest people in the country. He knows what he's talking about. 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of the action. You know the rules. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, just don't be a... Joining Sean Hannity tonight, 9 o'clock, in front of a live audience to discuss news of the day, things going on in our politics. We may also get into this hot rumor. Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. Now both saying Ron DeSantis wears lifts in his boots. I don't know if it's true, but I know there's no love lost between Trump and DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. DeSantis may be on the show next week to defend himself. He was actually, I think, scheduled to be on today, but they had a travel issue or whatever anyway. He's not on the show. That's just how white folks will do you. But we will, of course, give him a chance to defend himself because we're calling a fair fight over here. Uh, But one way or the other. Should be a rowdy night on Hannity tonight. So if you're around 9 o'clock Eastern time on the Fox News channel, give it a go. Uh, And in the meantime, let's do a little radio because here's the one. Here's the one that just keeps coming back to me, man, over and over every day now on the Internet with this conflict raging between Israel and Hamas. Okay, every day, the people who subscribe to identity politics find a new way to explain to the rest of the world how stupid they happen to be. Tell them like it is. Okay. The latest, this is crazy, man. This one's nuts. Cornell University tomorrow is suspending classes. They're having like a community day where everyone can just be with their feelings because the kids are stressed out because they had, remember, two weeks ago, and they had a faculty member saying he was happy and delighted by the attacks on innocent Israelis. And then last week they had a student threatening to slit the throats of Jewish students. So now they're having like a feel-good day because all the people who wanted to kill the Jews, they're a little stressed out right now. So we have to, you know, take the edge off a little bit. That was embarrassing. It's actually not embarrassing, though. It's embarrassing to you and me because we have like some modicum of self-respect. But we're living in the death of shame right now, where people don't know shame anymore. If you tell them something is a hot, trendy side for them to be on, they align themselves with it with no regard for the consequences of their actions. Again, I harp on defund the police a lot, but you have to understand, the people who wanted to defund the police are the same people defending Hamas. Really stupid idea led by the most vocal groups among us. Whoever's willing to yell the loudest on social media Okay, they're the ones that become the trendy side. People just want to be on the right side of the mob. They don't want to be screamed at. They don't want to be attacked by AOC. AOC is a dope. But anybody in that Hamas caucus, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, Cori Bush, who's an out-and-out circus clown. Okay, the people aligned with their worldview when it comes to the Israeli, you know, Hamas uh, conflict They are the very same people who wanted to defund the police. And why did they want to defund the police? They told us they were racist. They were systemically racist. (laughs) Nobody has any data that shows the cops are racist, that they're shooting unarmed members of any race more than they're shooting unarmed white people. 
And to be clear, we call someone unarmed, but it doesn't mean they didn't play a role in the conflict that led to them getting shot. But everybody out there telling you to defund the police was doing so without any data to support their stance. Put up or shut up. They don't, and they don't shut up. It's the same thing with Hamas. Okay, they have nothing, nothing that could point to Hamas being on equal moral standing with anyone else in the world, let alone their own views. Hamas beheads gay people. They don't support gay marriage. They don't support women driving. They don't support women showing their face in public. They don't show support women reading or traveling without a man's approval. Yet everybody at an Ivy League school is out there supporting Hamas. They're crazy. No, they're stupid. And I got to tell you, two things are happening now. Okay, they've brought on another level of scrutiny. A lot of top law firms throughout the country signed a joint letter to college deans. Twenty-four top firms signed a joint letter that went out last night that everyone at our law firms is entitled to be treated with respect and be free of any conduct that targets their identity and is offensive, hostile, intimidating, or inconsistent with their personal dignity and rights. Okay, it's a warning to students expressing anti-Jewish rhetoric. Okay, open letter published last night, signed by six of the top 10 U.S. law firms by review, by revenue anyway. And they said over the last several weeks, we have been alarmed at reports of anti-Semitic harassment, vandalism, and assaults on college campuses, including rallies calling for the death of Jews and the elimination of the state of Israel. Such anti-Semitic activities would not be tolerated at any of our firms. We also would not tolerate outside groups engaging in acts of harassment and threats of violence and has also been occurring on many of your campuses. So they're saying to schools, hey. If you're going to indoctrinate people in this anti-Semitic belief system, okay, don't expect us to start hiring them. And that's the end result of weeks and weeks and weeks of every one of these big schools like Harvard and Penn, Yale, Cornell, you know, all the big Ivies running around out there with kids. No regard, no regard for anything they espouse like safe spaces Racial sensitivity. Think about where Halloween's are. Where, where, where in the week of Halloween, where a lot of campuses find themselves, they ban Halloween because, like you know, it could be insensitive to certain ethnic groups to celebrate Halloween. But kill the Jews. I'm like, wait, what? I I feel like there's a contradiction there. This is a safe space where you can't say anything that might upset people. But kill the Jew. We're like, wait, whoa. I don't. I I don't. Am I missing something here? And no, I'm not missing anything, okay? They're all full of <laughs> Let me give you Columbia's reaction, okay? I get the law firm standing their ground, and they should, okay? Columbia, meanwhile, back at the ranch, okay, is standing up for the students, okay, who've been doxxed. They've launched a doxing resource group to provide exposed students. So, you know, the students who are out there chanting from the river to the sea and expressing their support for Hamas and celebrating the attacks on unarmed Israeli civilians, some people didn't like that. So they started doxing the names like they did at Harvard. Hey, this person you see in the picture saying kill the Jews, this is their name. And now the school is standing up for the people who've had their names released because, you know, it's dangerous to have your name out there in the public saying kill the Jews. But you know what else is dangerous? Telling people to kill them. He knows what he's talking about. Do you get it? And that's where colleges just offer you. I mean, these big four-year Ivy schools offer you nothing but debt and a broken compass. That's the pitch now. Hey, we'll teach you to hate America. We'll get you half a million dollars in debt. You work 10, 12 years before you're even close to turning a profit on this degree. Does that sound like a good deal for your kid? <laughs> this is the moment. 
You're supposed to understand that the way we had reconfigured society at one point for good, which was to put an emphasis on higher education because those graduates, by definition, earned more money and for a time there appeared to be more well-rounded, more enlightened, more cultured than kids at smaller schools. The big schools now have lost their monopoly in terms of the quality of individual they're admitting and the quality of individual they're turning out. Okay, now what they've gotten is a bunch of people whose entire worldview revolves around skin color. We had moved completely past skin color as a society, so much so that a country that was founded at a time of institutionalized slavery elected a black president, not once but twice. Think about that. Barack Obama was born in an era of separate lunch counters. He was born in an era of segregated busing. Okay, his vice president, Joe Biden, wanted segregated busing. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Okay, nobody fought harder against against integrating the schools than Joe Biden did in the 70s. He didn't want his kids going to school with black kids. That's Joe Biden. That is his legacy. I repeat. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? The guy who eulogized a member of the Ku Klux Klan in Robert Byrd. That's the racial champion Joe Biden is. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. So you understand, okay, we had overcome the racial uh, holdups in this country, the division, the animus, because by integrating society, we got past racism pretty quickly by and large. I'm not telling you there aren't racists out there. Hell, there's hundreds of thousands of them on college campuses that want to kill Jewish people. Okay, but black and white racism is such a mom and pop in this day and age compared to the other ethnicities and the attitude these people have towards Israel. Okay, understand the people of Hamas don't want Jewish people to exist, let alone be in charge. So to try to make a comparison between black and white racism and the racism towards Jewish people is a non-starter. Okay, the Jewish people have never called for the elimination of a specific race or religious dialect. That's not what they're doing. They have two million Muslims living in Israel right now. They're not kicking them out, trying to kill them, trying to send them to jail. They're just trying to live in harmony and have a life. So you understand big colleges have reduced everything in the world to skin color. Well, Lighter-skinned people are predominantly in Israel. Darker-skinned people are in Gaza. Ergo, under that limited worldview, we all got to side with Gaza. That's what they're doing. That's how they framed the world. And they think that entitles them to get out there in the language of oppressor and oppressed. If someone's oppressed, clearly any type of response against the oppressor is just and right. And that's why college students have taken to the quad and screamed and yelled about the need to align with Hamas, the need to support them fighting for their freedom, free Palestine. Okay, we got to free them. Okay, but understand what they're advocating for in Hamas is not their freedom. What they're advocating for is as many attacks on Jews as it takes to rid the world of them. I only know that because we pulled a quote from the leader of Hamas on TV, speaking to you through a translator in this quote about what the actual goal is. And I got a newsflash for you. It's not two states and a harmonious harmonious coexistence. Okay, here is Ghazi Hamad. He is the official. He's in charge of Hamas. He's speaking through a translator. Clip 19. 
Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation and must be finished. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Al-Aqsa flood is just the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth, because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. You heard that, right? Okay. We must remove that country. It must be finished. We're not ashamed to say this with full force. Does that sound like people interested in a two-state solution? The answer would be no. Okay, the Al-Aqsa flood. You know what he's referring to, the attacks of October the 7th. He says that's just the first time. There'll be a second, a third, a fourth, because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. It must be finished. We will do this again and again. Okay, that's what the college kids are supporting. Wipe them off the face of the earth. This is not about tolerance or inclusion or pronouns or rainbow flags. Why? Because the people the college kids are supporting don't support that. You cannot go into Gaza as a gay person and expect to live through the night. Okay? Can't do it. Lesbian, trans, bi, pronouns. Okay? They're, if you walk into if you walk into Gaza as a trans person, okay, their pronouns are ready, aim, fire. Those are their pronouns. Toss them off the bridge, throw them off the roof. That's what the pronouns are. But you understand the reductive language of identity politics has dumbed everything down to cater to emotion. And when you're operating from a place of emotion, it denies you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you you sound crazy. You know, when you get mad at somebody, you yell at each other, you say things to each other that you don't mean – You know, because an hour later when it wears off, you say sorry and you kind of make up and you find your common ground and move on. Okay, this is an instance where it's a lot more than name calling. They're advocating for the elimination of an entire race of people. Them, the college kids who told you we needed safe spaces, who told you we needed to police speech because speech is violence. The speech is violence crowd. The speech is violence crowd is now using their speech to call for violence by any means necessary to get the Jews out of there. Okay, which proves once and for all they were never meant ever to be taken seriously. So if you're going to community college like I did or you're learning a trade or you're just willing to work hard in any capacity, you're going to win. Okay, this is the as dire as the world seems right now. The people who were raised with a work ethic, the people who were raised with self-reliance and the determination to go out there and bust their asses to get ahead, you're going to win because most of what you're competing against in this generation are losers. Okay, they're taught what to think, and they think it with all the fiber in their being, no matter how wrong they happen to be. And if things don't work out in a way that aligns with their worldview, they're not capable of fighting and picking themselves up off the mat because they've been taught it's up to the government to provide them happiness. Okay, you yourself taking advantage of the freedoms we have in this country, the right to pursue life, liberty and happiness. If you have that resolve and you're willing to pursue it by any means necessary, which doesn't mean killing people, but working your ass off, you're going to be just fine. That's the good news. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good looking Italian. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Back to the phones. Bill in Utica, New York. Yo, Bill. 
Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? It's going, man. I'll be in your hood next weekend with Kennedy. Yeah, we love you up there. Can't wait to see you. Oh, That's it's gonna cool. Be, it's going to be rowdy. Um, you were talking yeah. to Mikey about the college kids. Uh, do you have the same yeah. revelation I did? Uh, basically, yeah. But, you know, these kids, you know, their heads full of mush. Yeah. And uh, they'll believe anything you tell them for a while. It's so and, true. You know, everybody's liberal when they're that age, and then they grow up and they got to pay their own bills. They turn conservative all of a sudden. It is true. It's amazing how getting a paycheck and just seeing the tax deductions <laughs> changes your attitude, yeah. right? Yeah, but what, what the one thing that's really bugging me is the absolutes on this issue. Yeah. Now, you know, I have compassion for the Palestinian people that are getting— For sure. You know, their their country's getting blown up. Yep. But if I say something like, oh, these poor people, I'm automatically, you know, anti-Semitic. Yep. And and it, it's, it's, it's not that absolute. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of gray area here that— we don't seem to be addressing. There's four people, four sets of people over there. There's mm-hmm. the Israeli citizens, the Israeli army, the Palestinian people, and Hamas. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not just two. Yeah, yeah. And we gotta we gotta frame it as that. And you know, I'm I'm not saying that I love Fox and everything, but it seems like they're they're taking the side on Israel, which I I understand Israel's right to defend itself, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, it just seems like it's getting a little overboard. Well, what they're trying to do, just so we don't lose each other because we're 30 seconds from a commercial break, is they're trying to highlight the fact that Israel is taking a tactical approach to evacuating civilians and stuff before they strike, whereas Hamas is just directly striking civilians. So I think the reason it seems like it's devoid of nuance on our channel is because we're getting engaged in this debate where some people are saying Hamas is good. And we're highlighting them because we just consider them to be the gravest danger. But, Bill, I will see you in Utica. This was a great call. I'm out of here. There it is, Fox Across America, with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together. We are reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. This show, of course, is a community. Uh, If it's going on in the country, we want to talk about it here. And if it's going on in your personal life uh, and it's something we can draw attention to, we certainly want to hear about that as well. Uh, Our next guest is a VMT listener up in Vermont. He has messaged me on Facebook, uh, and we're going to have this conversation on the air real quick. Yo, Greg. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I love you on on the show. You do a great job. You know, I'm trying, man. Uh, You know, the whole hook of this show, for real, though, just so you know, and I'm not really making fun of myself, is uh, I am so average in terms of as a person. Like, I don't have so much education that you have to Google the things I say. And I don't have so little that you have to correct everything that comes out of my mouth. I think it's like right in the sweet spot, right? Well, that's why we all relate to you so well. Thanks, man. It's something about being regular. It's not the worst. It's not the worst superpower to have. Um, but I know you yeah. guys are going through a lot up there. You have messaged me about this on Facebook. Can you give the listeners some insight into this? Well, it's my uh, my ex wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Renee Palman. She's a uh, real estate broker, so she's self employed, which means she doesn't have the luxury of a lot of benefits that people have, mm-hmm. and uh, she's going through cancer treatment. Um, my daughter being a very type A personality and a nurse, trying to figure out what to do to help her mom out, set up a GoFundMe page. Mm -hmm. And she's been trying to get it to get some traction. 
And uh, so I just want to give a shout out. And, you know, even if people uh, can't give anything, keep, you know, they can keep her in her prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've been doing is I've been, and, and next Tuesday is her next chemo treatment. Mm-hmm. What I've been doing is I've been matching all the donations that are made on the days that she goes in for chemo. Mm-hmm. and uh, matched all the donations given uh, during October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And wow. Some people might say, well, she's your ex-wife. I said, yeah, but she's still the mother of my daughter, and I'm doing it to as much support my daughter as I am to, uh, as I am her. Of course, and that that's commendable, man. And uh, it's, it's awesome that even though you're not married, like the family unit is very much intact, and I think a lot of people can learn from that. Because that's that's more, you know, unfortunately, sometimes more of an anomaly uh, than it should be. Yeah. Um, what is the GoFundMe? Uh, you know, I don't know how it's exactly listed, but my daughter—it's I think it's listed under my daughter's name, Serena Baker. Okay. And if anybody has any trouble finding it, uh, they can send me an email at uh, Greg Palman at Yahoo or. Uh, through my uh, through my website, AmericanBlueing.com. Okay, awesome. So Greg Dot, is it Pullman, P-U-L-L-M-A-N? P-A-U-L-M-A-N. P-A-U-L-M-A-N. So Greg Dot Pullman, P-A-U-L-M-A-N, at Yahoo.com. Love it. Um, Listen, man, uh, I'm sure everybody listening will do their best to keep you in their prayers and try to help out any other way they can. I know it's a lot to go through, man, but the fact that you're confronting it head on um, and, you know, raising some awareness here on the radio, I think is commendable. Like for real, like we need more guys like you uh, who don't get a divorce and go, you're on your own, you know. Um, So I think that is great. Uh, are you hanging in there otherwise? Is everything else good in Vermont? Because I know the world's kind of on fire. How is it up there? Uh, you know, Vermont's kind of getting to the point where they want to be another county in New York. And <laughs> as a as a gunsmith, I have a firearms restoration business. So uh-huh. as doing what I do, I can pack up my business and take it anywhere in the country because yeah. I've got custom customers from Puerto Rico to Alaska and mm-hmm. as long as UPS and FedEx delivers. And, yeah. But my daughter and my grandkids are kind of keeping me here right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, nobody's going anywhere till till my ex-wife gets through all this. And, okay. But uh, well, one of these days I may move to uh, greener pastures where it's not so darn liberal, semi-communist. Yeah, you're dealing with you a lot, I mean? man. Like I, I can tell you in the limited amount of time I spend in that state, when we had our big VMT get-together, I believe that was every conservative in the state of Vermont. <laughs> everybody else is just driving around in a Subaru telling you to coexist or whatever the hell they're doing. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just the stuff that, like right now, they're driving all the small oil dealers out of business. All the mom-and-pop oil dealers have been in business for you know, generations because they passed this clean, clean uh, mm-hmm. heat bill. Yeah. So basically, if a heating oil dealer is not selling uh, some sort of energy, e- either like heat pumps or solar panels, mm-hmm. they're going to get whacked with a seventy-five cents a gallon tax. Wow. Which is going to put them out of business. Yeah, I was going to say that's going to compete. Yeah, that's a scam. But that's do you, you see how a lot of what the government is trying to pursue in terms of green energy? is just them making it impossible on people, like putting their, you know, yep. they have to force it, though, because people don't actually support it. And right. anytime right. the government tells you, you don't know better, let us make the rules. It's like you only have to go back a few months to the vaccine. They were putting people out of a livelihood if you didn't take their advice. And their advice isn't right. You know, they don't have an no. angle on the climate. It's that's I mean, the, you yeah. know, we've got a housing crisis up here. Mm-hmm. And there's a letter from uh, the 
Paul Dam recently. Yep. Um, we've got a housing crisis up here, and the way the state decides to deal with it is find ways to increase fees and taxes so they can collect more money so that they can create housing. The only problem is yeah. half the money they pull in from these scams go to creating new jobs. Yep. So it doesn't even go to solving the problem if they just left things alone and said, hey, let's make it easier. Let's help the free market. Um, you know, we've got a patchwork of rules. I mean, it's not like a developer can yeah. can go to Heinsberg and and, uh, and do a development and then go to uh, Williston and be, you know, yeah. every time they go to a different town, they're playing by a different set of rules. Yeah, I mean, that's a racket. But again, that's that's why the government, you know, and especially when it comes to problems, when you throw money at problems in the government, you just get a bigger version of the problem. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest issue. So you get it. So if, you know, people really want to help, don't throw the government money. Uh, they'll throw some money to your go, GoFundMe. And I know your email. Yeah, was- you know, we've, we've got a pretty, pretty good organization of uh, some people with Habitat for Humanity up here. Mm-hmm. You know. Stop hiring new people and take the money and just give it to Habitat for Humanity. They'll build people houses. Yeah, imagine that. Um, listen, any way other than the way I'm seeing things run now, I'm just seeing a lot of incompetence, incompetence and wasteful spending. Um, it's rough. But listen, man, you got bigger fish to fry. Uh, keep running your business. Yeah. Keep running this GoFundMe. I appreciate you giving us a few minutes here. Hey, love you. Love the show. Um, I'm always trying to keep track of where you're at because I really want to go see you in person as soon as I can. Yep, we'll be back up there. Like when when um, I'm going to be on tour in the spring, and uh, we're definitely going to hook up with VMT. Uh, in the meantime, oh, wonderful. Yep, everybody will find you. It's Greg Pullman, P A U L M A N at yahoo.com. Good stuff, brother. I'll see you soon. Hang in there, my man. Bye. There he goes. Up in Moncton, Vermont, the VMT listeners, good community. The conservatives support each other up in Vermont because there's like five of them. <laughs> it's, not, it's not true. Uh, we did an event at the Spank Puppy. It was massive, and it was a phenomenal turnout, rowdy, great, outrageous people. Uh, they even gave Mikey access to an open bar. This could be a problem. Well, we held it together. Uh, but the point is it was a phenomenal event. And uh, if you have time and you have it uh, in the goodness of your heart to help out Greg and his wife, I uh, was going through some cancer treatments, greg.pullman at yahoo.com. Uh, of course, the Spank Puppy, not the only place where I've done or continue to do live events. Uh, the Carson Nugget out in Carson, Nevada, uh, happens to be. Uh, heard every day uh, on KKFT, which is our superstar affiliate out in Reno, Nevada. And joining us now from Reno is the very owner of that station. Jerry Evans is on the line. Jerry. Hey, Jimmy, don't give short shrift to the people out in the uh, Lyon County area on 92.3 KSVL. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's a great and people. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, I'm going to see if we can't surpass the support of you by more than five in Vermont here in Nevada. <laughs> well, we're going to shoot for 10. We're going to shoot for 10 before well, the end of the year. Promises, promises, Jerry. This is, <laughs> this is crazy. Talk. Hey, I, yep. I, I just like to make a point if I could. Yep. And, and I guess just like with John McCain, anytime you were critical of him, you had to say that he was underlying was a war hero is uh, Israel. I hope Israel wipes Hamas off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably should have started that a long time ago. But my whole question is, we're $33 trillion in debt, mm-hmm. and Biden announces $14.4 uh, billion, 
for Israel, we gave them 3.3 last year, if anything you read on the Internet is true. Mm-hmm. We've given them over $300 billion. Um, You know, why 14.4? Why not 14, 14.1? Did Netanyahu ask for that amount? And, you know, if I asked you for some money, would you say, well, what are you going to spend it on? And, and um, can you give me some sort of accounting? Mm-hmm. Why 14.4? Well, Five times what we gave them last year. Couldn't they clean up Gaza, that small, super small strip of land? Pay for, I don't know, $4.4 billion? Um, That's my only complaint is that and then all the talking heads on cable TV, on talk radio, that praise what the speaker is doing. I do, too. And by the way, I think everybody should call Matt Gates and say, hey, thank you mm-hmm. for doing what you did, because this guy seems light years better than Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, did anyone ask? Does he ask? You know, why 14.4? What will it be spent on? I understand there'll be some sort of an accounting of that. But seriously, 14.4 billion when we're 33 trillion in debt. Uh, we're funding all these foreign wars a- across the world now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would just th- say, you know, how about we just ask, did Netanyahu ask for that? Did he ask for that much? Mm-hmm. Will it really take that much? Mm-hmm. Why do we spend this our money, your my money, um, just as if, you know, $14.4 billion ain't much? Well, wait till you Google how much we've sent to Ukraine. Oh, it's. I don't even want to do it. And, and with what sort of results or accounting of such? No, nothing. You, you know? can't ask. If you ask for an accounting in Ukraine, they just accuse you of being on Putin's side. Uh, but now they're quickly coming to understand, as you know, you knew would be the case, a lot of the money we're sending to Ukraine is going everywhere except what it's supposed to go towards. Because anytime you start sending money in these denominations, that's always going to be the end result. And then you could bring up the fact that we're sending humanitarian aid to Gaza that has to go through Hamas to get administered to people, which means it doesn't. Uh, this is not that being makes a lot of things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, man, I, I, I tell you this every day, you, you know, and you know this uh, from running radio stations. You got to be semi self conscious as a broadcaster because you just want to make sure, you know, you're saying accurate things and you're keeping up with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, and you got to ask yourself, like, am I do- going nuts? Am I saying something dumb? I've never felt smarter than I have during this presidency because everything they're doing is so transparently stupid. Um, you know, as it pertains to Israel, uh, we have not gotten the line by line accounting on it. My biggest uh, what I consider to be progress is Mike Johnson wanting it to be a standalone bill just because at least we know it's money for Israel. Usually a bill gets a title and the money goes everywhere. But towards the title, like the Inflation Reduction Act. So, yeah, yeah. I don't so, know. I mean, at the risk of sounding like I have common sense and what I always say when I do say something on the air like this, I try to research it a little bit. And, and what I really wish for is I hope I can apologize for being wrong. So yeah. far, I have to apologize um, <laughs> for pointing out facts. No, ma'am. <laughs> Please make me sorry. Uh-huh. No, no, ma'am. Uh, but everyone, everybody listening, uh, I think even on KSVL, I, I think there's a level of proud in regards to today's phone call that the American people haven't felt in a while. So uh, take a bow, would you, Jerry? We got through this in one piece. Oh, I'm doing it now. All right. I'll see you. I'll see you in Carson December 2nd, my man. I'm fired up. Sounds good. Look my man. To it. There he goes. The legendary Jerry Evans, uh, who tells it like it is. It would be nice to know. 
what we were spending our money on as we send all of this money out the door. Okay, if you're on KKFT, if you're on KSVL, no, it doesn't matter. If you're on 99.1, if you're on 92, it doesn't matter. Okay, whichever station you're listening on, okay, could be 92.3, could be 99.1. It does, the, the English I'm saying to you is the same. If we're going to send hundreds of billions of dollars around the world, at some point it would be nice what we're spending it on. If you get you give 20 bucks, you're like, what are you doing with this? You going to get pizza? You know what I'm saying? When I was in high school, I'd be like, yeah, mom, can I have 20 bucks? I'm going to get pizza. That is a lie. Oh, yeah, then I go get beer. But the point is, it might be a piece of pizza when I was done with all the beer at the end of the night. Uh, but the point is, we don't even get that explanation. And we're not handing out 20s. We're handing out much bigger denominations than that. So I, I sense the frustration. That's what I'm saying. But I'm still fired up to see Jerry and the KSVL listeners and the KKFT listeners out at the Carson Nugget. It's Saturday night, December the 2nd. Buckle up, Buttercup. We're heading your way. We're back after this. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Something we laughed at. Hillary Clinton is up at Columbia University teaching a class right now. She's still got a lot of energy. I don't feel no ways tired. But students walked out of her class yesterday uh, because she has supported Israel and says you can't have a ceasefire. Now, it was something the White House said as recently as 48 hours ago, but they're now calling for temporary pauses. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Because what is a temporary pause, guys? but a ceasefire by a different name. Bingo. Seriously, what's what's the difference between a ceasefire and a temporary? The point is, no shooting right now, so we can move the aid around and do stuff. But Hillary Clinton, she doesn't get a lot of praise on this show, but I pride myself in somebody who calls a fair fight. She understands the situation. Here she was speaking in Houston about how people calling for a ceasefire don't understand Hamas. Clip 23. People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So. We're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are, and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. I admire your honesty. Which is not something you get to say to Hillary Clinton every day. My goodness gracious. But she's telling you the truth. Hamas doesn't respect a ceasefire. Now, the White House, under intense political pressure, okay, has responded to this record level of anti-Semitism by issuing a special order to stamp out Islamophobia. Well, everybody's attacking the Jews, so we should do something about Islamophobia. I feel like we might be fighting the wrong battles. But because of the political pressure for a ceasefire, the Democratic Party, the White House, now abandoning its own principles, now even abandoning someone who was the party's standard bearer a few short years ago, and abandoning all they know to be true. Hamas is a terror group. 
But when you have people in power who aren't true leaders, they respond to the angriest voices in the tent. You know, when you're the president of the United States, your job is not to read the room. It's to lead the room. But Joe Biden isn't leading. He's just checking the polls over and over again. This is politics as usual. Which is why we're in the mess that we're in. We have a substitute teacher. He can't control the class. The bad kids are acting up. I'm on Hannity tonight at 9 o'clock. I'll wear something snappy to brighten your day. Until then, the show's over. Pay up and get out. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.